Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Hello and good evening. Welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the national emergency of gun violence in America. I'm Ty Kersley. And tonight's show, we are here live. It's the third night of Hanukkah. It's Christmas Eve. And we thought it'd be a perfect time to reflect on the past year and discuss some of our accomplishments. Uh, we'll talk to fellow gaggers about their year of gag. Um, plus, we have a brand new Sing Out Louise song to close out the show. But before uh, I dive into the week's show, I'd like to encourage you to become a WBAI buddy. Uh, to support the show and all of the other great uh, programming on WBAI. Uh, all you have to do to sign up is go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a buddy. Uh, become the, a buddy in the name of Radio Gag. It's uh, anything from $25 over, you'll get a set of gag pins. If you are online, it's in all caps, Radio Gag, when you select... Um, which show you're becoming a buddy for. Um, and tell your friends and your family this next couple weeks where you get uh, this programming from and help support uh, independent radio. So last Thursday, GAG had our holiday party. I want to thank Henrietta Hudson for hosting us. They've been supporting us with GAG events for years. Uh, Paul Rowley from Radio GAG decided to ask everyone about their favorite moments uh, in 2019. We'll start saying 20 now, right? Uh, whether uh, as an activist or just in the GVP movement uh, and how we've become a part of that. So here's some interviews from other gaggers and uh, how the beginning of the year started off with them. And I'm here with Sean Stefanik from Radio Gag. Sean, tell me about one of your favorite activist moments this year. That's a pretty easy one. My favorite uh, moment this year was my arrest in D.C. on Valentine's Day. Uh, getting to be uh, out there in the trenches, so to speak, with uh, seven other people. Um, wish I could name them all right now. I can't. <laughs> um, but it was a very, a very exciting moment, um, but very um, powerful moment. And then the arrest was actually on the floor of the Senate Heart Building, correct? Yes, it was. We formed a heart in the form of our bodies. We took red cloth and covered the heart with a slit down the middle like a broken heart for the theme, which was our broken hearts. And we screamed and shouted until they took us away. Great. It was beautiful to watch, actually. And there's that incredible photo of you getting pulled out. If people want to see it, it's on the Facebook page, the Gag Facebook page, getting arrested and screaming yes. like the almighty Jesus is after you. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was a, such an intense moment, and I was really, really angry at that at that point because you know you have to be. Why, if you aren't, then I think something's wrong with you. <laughs> this is a problem. This is a public health crisis. It's an epidemic, and we have to get out there. We have to yell. People have to hear us. They have to listen. Wonderful. Thanks, Sean. So we're here with Virginia Witzum from Radio Gag. Uh, Virginia, we're talking about you know some of the great. GVP victories we've had this year and do you want to fill us in on something that really comes to mind for you? Well, the big thing was in back in February, uh, HR 8 and HR 1112, the two background checks bill, which wouldn't have happened without the blue wave, which wouldn't have happened without activism. So, even though it can feel 
kind of dreary um, with just the Trump-McConnell um, blockade, getting the House actually did make a difference. I mean, that jumps out to me as, as the big one because um, it's got to be federal. The state and local laws just don't mean anything because you could just cross a border with your gun and kill someone there. Grace, thanks so much. Uh, okay, and I'm here with Mary Ellen Novak. Hiya! <laughs> Wait, I have to put the microphone to your mouth first. You couldn't hear that. <laughs> Mary Ellen, um, I know you are an activist in lots of ways. Uh, tell us um, what's like your favorite activist thing that you did this year in 2019. Uh, it would definitely have to be in March uh, in uh, 2019 when I disrupted the Senate Judiciary Committee's hearing on a uh, gun-related issue. And uh, I knew that I had a sign that was two parts. It had a series of demands on the back that was basically, yes, pass this particular bill, no, pass this, don't pass this one. But on the front, it was end gun terror. And that was the message, really. So I didn't know how I was going to launch this. But basically, I sat and I was bored to tears while Lindsey Graham and everybody else was giving their spiel about gun reform and uh, their perspective. But then when I looked over and I saw Ted Cruz about to speak, I said, that that's my guy. And he started to talk about guns and Texas and boohoo and just I couldn't take it anymore. So I stood up, pulled the sign out and I interrupted him. And I don't know, maybe 30 feet away, but I got his full attention. Everybody's full attention. Lindsey Graham, as I mentioned, Diane Feinstein, Cory Booker, Klobuchar, a few others were in there as well. And I yelled, enough, enough, Senator Cruz, we've had enough. And then I repeated over and over and gun terror. And I made a point to thank the leadership of New Zealand's prime minister because yeah. she is the one that was making all the change. So even though there were allies in there, uh, I wanted to make sure that they knew who a real leader was. And then the police came and took me out and blah, blah, blah. I know it was absolutely infuriating to sit in that room and listen to them talk so much mm -hmm. garbage when it's human lives that are on the line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was just, it was basically a facade. It didn't, I didn't, they had, no, they had real panelists there that were experts and subject matter experts talking about the red flag bill and uh, uh, the benefits and such. And, of course, they had uh, someone else talking to the contrary uh, as far as how it's not effective. But, again, to your what you had just said is that it was very infuriating to sit there and just to be an observer. That's what you were supposed to do is be an observer. And I, there's no way. There's no way that I could not stand there. And most importantly, shout truth to power. That is the most important thing for any of the actions that we do is that we're shouting truth to power, whether it's direct, where I have eyesight and full control and um, captivating that person's attention, or if it's through the media, when we hit the marches and we do rallies and we, do all, uh, and we have our podcasts and the radio show, we are out there speaking truth to power again that we are holding you accountable. If you are not in line with how we think that gun reform should matter and it does matter the most, or if you are, we're still going to hold you accountable if you don't fulfill the promises that you've made to us. Exactly. It's our job to do that. If our elected representatives who work for us are not doing their job, it's up to us. It's our obligation to go and call them out. Yeah, 100%. That's all I got for that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I want to thank Paul and um, the actually the three individuals he was talking to that night. All three of them have been uh, arrested this year um, in D.C. 
And it's one of the things that uh, Gays Against Guns will do and uh, a lot of other uh, organizations, Rise and Resist and so forth, have been, have been putting themselves to bring attention uh, with climate change. Uh, people bring attention to that by getting arrested. And it's, it's obviously not something everyone can do. Um, I can't, so I, I really appreciate uh, them making that sacrifice. But one of the things you can do is be a WBAI buddy. Um, that just helps support us. It uh, supports the show, gets you the information um, that I don't think anyone else is really bringing you. So uh, I want to make sure that everyone knows, once again, this is Radio Gag. Um, we've been speaking to fellow gaggers about our accomplishments over the past year. Um, and that was in the beginning of the year when we had uh, some arrests and some changes uh, with legislation. And now we're going to talk about uh, Pride this summer. <laughs> I'm here with uh, I'm here with John uh, from Gays Against Guns, who you've often heard in Radio Gag, aka Pampers. Yes. Pampers. Kennedy. <laughs> Pampers. What was like maybe one of your highlight moments for Gag this year? Oh God, so many. Where to start? Um, well, I know. How about Pride? So Pride, we did. We double dipped. We uh, marched with Reclaim Pride, the Queer Liberation March, and many other groups. There were, uh, t I mean, 15,000. I don't forget the exact number. Pardon 45, me. 45. 000? All right, see, I'm huge. still recovering. So my <laughs> math is off, but it was like, it was incredible. So we marched um, north to Central Park, and, th and that was a day of, of, of incredible solidarity and community. Um, mm -hmm. It was inspiring uh, in many, 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 many ways. Uh, it was like families sort of came out of the woodwork and celebrated each other. And we represented um, as, a, as a queer movement who was fighting gun violence. And so that was, for us, incredible. Then we were not satisfied with that, um, that joy. Uh, so we had to then go to make our way to Pride, formal Pride, World Pride, where we um, were scheduled to step off at a certain time. But due to complications and delays, uh, go figure, with Heritage of Pride, we decided to crash and to um, insert ourselves, go out of line, out of turn, um, and sort of carve a swath for ourselves in pride. And it, as it happened, we we sort of jumped in front of um, Wells Fargo. Now, Wells Fargo is the, is, if you don't know, is the bank, the official bank of the NRA, and they've contributed $450 million to the, the gun uh, industry. So the fact that it was divine, the fact that we we decided to sort of, you know, storm uh, pride, or rather reclaim pride, literally, uh, for ourselves, that we were in front of Wells Fargo, and that was so satisfying, and we marched, and we cut up, and we sashayed, people cheered, like, for us, women came up, mothers came up and hugged us, it was a truly incredible day, I spent... 18 hours in heels. Uh, I'm still recovering. My, my, my ankles are still, you know, sort of sensitive from that day, but well worth it. Um, and yeah, so that was a great day for us. It was a great day for for the community. It was a great day for GAG, for our members. Um, so that is like one of my uh, highlights for this year. Thank you, Pampers. Oh, I'm here with Ben from Gates Against Guns. Ben, uh, tell us about one of the big GAG moments for you this year. You know, I think my biggest moment this year with GAG was when we were waiting for the Pride Parade, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, we decided to do our own thing, and we ended up marching onto the route uh, through a little opening that we found. And I think the most powerful moment of that was when we came down to Christopher Street, and we had our, our group of human beings go one by one. And I was marshalling them, and it was all I could do, it was all the marshals could do, it was all all of us could do to um, 
keep doing our job because there were tears in our eyes. There were people whose hands were outstretched on the march route wanting to just interact with us and touch us. It was just an unbelievably somber, meaningful, impactful moment. And I was so grateful to be part of it. Yeah, it was incredibly powerful. I remember seeing people reaching out from the crowd and you know that they are doing that because they lost somebody or they know somebody who lost somebody or they're just everybody seems touched by this epidemic of gun violence somehow it's incredible the human beings continue to be one of the most impactful things that we do because people see people who should still be here people who would still be here if we didn't have guns yeah and There's something about this the them actually taking up the physical space of a person the holding the space of the people and this and for others to see the faces of those people and to see the 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 bit of text that we put below telling that telling them who they were and who they should still be we are here with liz mcgillis harrison pettis so tell us about your year of gag what's been some of the highlights for you folks Oh man! Yeah, I think the I think the guac uh, thing was amazing. I think that uh, seeing him up on stage was really great, and then just seeing the presence that Gag has in that space was just really an incredible moment to see. Uh, and it was like the first time seeing it in like a larger context of the movement. So that was a really cool, really cool moment. So for our listeners, tell us what the what the guac event was. Yeah, Manuel Oliver, who's the father of one of the Parkland uh, students who was killed, uh, has a visual performance of um, just kind of honoring her son in a really powerful way. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how, how he gets on stage and does that. He's They're, they're incredible people. Um, what else? I feel what? like it's been a big year for gun legislation, like Absolutely. getting the the red flag law passed in a couple of states. I think that is an amazing step forward, and it's just a matter of like closing the boyfriend loophole and like domestic violence laws and stuff like that. I think those are the important next steps for us. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think there's been a big, I feel, kind of a different cultural movement, especially like my friends out of state uh, in the West who uh, you may have been more tepid about radical gun change and now it's kind of just like enough is enough like just kind of feeling that on a deeper level uh that a lot of people i think haven't had that moment yet so that's kind of like a big a big step forward i think that's really great that is so good to hear thank you both so much yes thank you happy holidays happy holidays so here with gag member christina chapman uh, that's right, love. Uh, tell us one of your favorite gag moments of the year. Good lord, um, singing with uh, singing there at ninety two Y for Guac, my son, my hero, was absolutely one of the most powerful moments of the year. There's been so many that I missed out on though. So to be able to get my butt up to ninety two Y, get on that stage with all my fellow singers, open open up the show, so to speak, and then watch the powerful, amazing performance that this father did for his son. It was absolutely one of the most moving things I have ever seen in my life, and I truly want to help him. He's got one of the best messages of, of about the, the terrifying reality of gun violence when it takes away a loved one. And at the end, when he says, when there's this big, beautiful picture of his son, Guac, of, of, uh, of him saying, I wish I was here. I just it resonates inside my heart so very much for all the children and all the gun victims that have been mowed down and killed throughout the years but that kid that kid was an activist himself yeah. so I learned so much too and it was really wonderful but I want to thank you Paul because you've done so very much too <laughs> I mean, it's thanks so much honey and thank you doll cheers
so you can tell that was at our holiday party um, last Thursday. Uh, like I said, you're listening to Radio Gag, and Gaze Against Guns has um, provided a lot of news in the background, a lot of information on where the GVP movement is, and we've also seen it as far as donations coming in. We've had a lot of people supporting our um, uh, through art sales, through um, just general donations. Uh, we have people buying merch that's available on Etsy now. We have all these people that are trying to get involved in uh, supporting this movement. And I, I love a couple of those, um, a couple of the the interviews. You could tell uh, that we are on a much bigger momentum than before uh one of my biggest my favorite things this year i i cut it out because i don't like editing my own voice but um gag went to orlando uh in june to mark the three years since the pulse nightclub massacre and we we met up with orlando gag there and we met survivors of that night we met friends and family of victims uh and for me i met uh the family and parents of Corey Connell. And he was the first HB I had been. He's the first person I had represented that had been killed by gun violence. So when I researched him and looked up his story, um, it, it really uh, impacted me because I was taking up the space of him and he should be celebrating life. And he wasn't. So to be able to talk uh, to his mother and say, look, you know, that moment that your son was killed with all these 49 people were killed and so many people injured uh, changed my life and that I've been able to fully become an activist because of it. And as I was sitting there, I said, you know, well, sort of Corey is an activist too, because we bring these human beings with us to show people um, that they should be here. Uh, and hearing that she said, Hey, he, he would have wanted that uh, has brought me kind of full circle. So that was my favorite uh, part of the year. So for, for more, um, for more Radio Gag, please uh, be a WBAI buddy for us. We have a lot of great pens to give out. We have um, just more and more things planned for next year. Uh, I think 2020 is going to be a perfect vision for the GVP movement uh, as it is on a bigger platform now. Uh, let's listen to a few more uh, of the interviews from Thursday night. Once again, this is Radio Gag. With Shep, a uh, Gag member. Shep. Tell us about one of the most memorable gag events you think this year. I think it was the uh, Trans Day of Remembrance when we all gathered on the pier in the West Village in the freezing cold. And um, we remembered um, the uh, couple of dozen um, mostly uh, transgender women of color who had been uh, murdered mostly by guns in the past year. Um, what, do you, what do you think was maybe one of the big wins that we've had as a movement this year? Um, I think one of the wins just happened this early this week with the government saying that the um, I didn't get all the details that they are going to uh, treat gun violence um, like an epidemic. Uh, I think the CDC came through, through with that, so I think that's pretty significant. That's huge, yeah. yeah. That's huge, yeah. We've been looking, for, we've been, uh, looking forward to fighting for that for some time. Yeah, it's great to see these wins, this hard work, turn into wins. Oh yeah, very much, and it's nice that Gag is in the forefront of it all. Yeah. I know, great. Thanks so much, Chef. Tricia, tell us, what do you think has been some of the biggest GVP victories in the last 12 months? Well, the, uh, the victory that I'm excited about right now is uh, the spending bill that the House is sending to Donald Trump for approval that has allocated $25 million um, to 
research on gun violence. Um, in 1996, there was a bill that stopped funding for research into gun violence uh, called the Dickey Amendment. Um, and we've finally been able to reach a bipartisan kind of agreement um, to spend some money for both the Center for Disease Control and the National Institute of Health to start looking into uh, gun violence. And the idea is that it'd be looking at gun violence as a public health issue. Exactly. Uh, one of the reasons that it got any kind of approval from the Senate and the senators who are paid by the NRA is because it's not um, looking into gun violence prevention. It's just studying gun violence. So it's looking into who the victims are, uh, how the victims are related to the shooter, what kind of firearms were used, um, just, you know, really general kind of information that they can gain about Gun violence, um, just like, you know, years ago they studied the tobacco industry or the automobile industry and were able to advise people about, you know, how to use those products safer. Um, hopefully that will happen with the CDC and the NIH. Okay, wonderful. Thanks, Tricia. And I'm here with Radio Gagger and Gag member Ken Kidd. Hey, hey. Ken, tell us one of your highlights this year for Gag. Well, we all love Christmas, and I just want to tell you that I have a Christmas secret, a Gag Christmas secret. I've been working really hard with a very dedicated group of people on uh, our campaign against Wells Fargo that we call Wells Fargo. And one thing that we're definitely doing, and, and right now we have going out to all 220 LGBTQ centers across the United States of America and pride organizations, an email alerting them to Wells Fargo's connection, the fact that they've bankrolled the NRA and assault weapons manufacturers to the tune of $500 million, encouraging them to have a good hard look at their relationship with Wells. And if they do bank with them, if they take ads from them, if they uh, support them in any way, to break ties with them. It's a very exciting thing. We're working from within. And next up, we're going to be going to the actual LGBT group of employees in the Wells Fargo organization. That's fantastic. So actually letting people know that our LGBTQ that work for Wells about their hideous record with the gun industry. What we find is that nobody really knows about this, and once they do find out about it, they hate it, and they know that they have other options, and they know from Stonewall 50 that Wells has really been coming after our business. They really want everything rainbow because they want us to feel included, and we want to tell them that assault weapons or the gays, you can't have it both ways. Fantastic. Excellent work, sir. Well, thank you so much. We're th excellent work for all of us. And it also just to let everybody know, your APR, if you bank with Wells Fargo, funds the NRA. Your ATM fee funds AR-15s. Don't do it. You have choices. Great. Thanks, Ken. All right. Uh, I loved listening to uh, everyone's perspective in that. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, we are on the air every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. And if you missed that, or if you want to hear us again, the show is repeated at 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, you can also listen to previous Radio Gag shows anytime online at WBAI.org and GazeAgainstGuns.net. Uh, we're also on streaming apps like Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Once again, to become a WBAI buddy, in case I was wrong and you aren't one already, uh, all you have to do is call 516-620-3602, uh, become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for their stories. Um, we also have 
as we normally do in the show with a Sing Out Louise song. Now, they have tons and tons of like holiday songs that are going on. So if you want to, go to uh, YouTube and look up Sing Out Louise NYC, and you'll see a lot more of the um, parodies that uh, we've used with old um, holiday songs. This one is in the style of Sil- Silver Bells. The party that we had on Thursday was... Uh, a double uh, amount of fun because it was uh, impeachment day as well. Uh, so this is called um, Conviction Time. And once again, it's in the style of sil- sil- Silver Bells. Thank you for listening. Uh, everyone have uh, happy holidays. And I will see you, uh, talk to you again. <sighs> Three F. Nancy No. Nancy No. Trees and Grows. Trees and Grows. Conviction Time. Ding-a-ling.